never regret your thirst. Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those Thank massive you. movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society, but society shames them for. Take we two. In each Take nook and two. No, I'm going through this. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. Today, we are friends for life, dancing through the streets of Barcelona as we watch Cheetah Girls. Two. I'm James Fight. I am probably Chanel of the group. We can debate that. Do you want to be Chanel? Because I also might be Aqua. Yeah, I think I could be Chanel. We can we can get into that. I'm the Aqua of the group. Uh, the person just talking was Soy Olivia Suarez. Uh, I am the lioness of this pod and. Uh, we'll get into why we decided this movie in just a second. Um, but below me is our. Who executive. are you? Which Cheetah Girl are you? Oh, well, I said we were going to debate that. You're Chanel. In a little bit, I'm Chanel. I'm Chanel. It's fine. Oh, but I want I want Joaquin. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna whatever. Uh, below me is our executive chief archivist. Kenny Madison, executive chief archivist. I'm tr- I'm trying to honestly remember what the names of them were. It's not. Easily saying it on Wikipedia. Galeria, Aqua. Chanel, Dorinda, Aquanetta. Yeah. What Aaron said. Chanel. Uh, who is James? I'm Aqua. Uh, who is Olivia? Chanel. Chanel. Let's be And honest. we already okay. know who Aaron is. Okay, so I'm Dorinda. <laughs> yeah, you're dope. You get Joaquin. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> Am I Galleria then? Oh, Am you're a oh. time Galleria. Yeah. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about it when we were watching it together. We, yeah. Uh, I'm Aaron Salinas, uh, uh, editor, nice guy, all those things. Yeah. And, and I'm Galleria, apparently. I'm Raven Simone. See. We all decided on our watch party. I'll take it. A watch party today. <laughs> we have uh, fun. We Do we have fun this... during our watch party? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, this was your birthday pick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Olivia. Happy birthday to Cheetah. All right. It's a lot better when the musician is actually a part of it singing. So. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we should not have the musical pres- uh, <laughs> a professional sing. It's not nice. <laughs> the ones that don't know music. Oh, you guys. That was, that was probably one of my favorite moments oh, on this pod ever. Thank you. Thank ah, you. Tus favoritas. <laughs> Gracias, cheetahs. So... I will say, say okay, it, Aaron. did this movie... Aaron, go, say it, baby. Did this movie go in the theaters? No, no. this was uh, DCOM. D- DCOM. Okay, so DCOM. Okay, I wasn't sure because the, the the camera work did look a little bit better than traditional DCOMs. Right? Yes. Yeah, it had a budget. Yeah, that's what happens when you get an auteur like Kenny Ortega behind the lens. I mean, Kenny and... Ortega was a, a high school musical, uh, pretty much every big DCOM, right? Yeah, I would this say is that. this is it. That's not me saying this is it. Also, uh, <laughs> That's we discovered the movie. we discovered uh, uh, 
pretty big EP, Kenny. Oh, uh, are you talking about I want to dance with somebody? I want to feel yeah. the heat with somebody? Uh, Miss Whitney Houston? That is the one. Incredible. Rest in peace. Yeah, she had a lot to do with a lot of... Whitney had a lot of producer credits for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but this one that. feels very, very odd. Uh, Kenny Ortega uh, directing the film's Newsies. Uh, James's favorite film with Bette Midler, Hocus Pocus. I love the, Hocus Pocus. The High School Musical series, Descendants, as well as, according to Wikipedia, the choreographer for f- such films as Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dirty Dancing, and most importantly, that smash hit musical, St. Elmo's Fire. And apparently he also worked on the uh, Winter Olympics opening ceremony. Oh. oh. <laughs> for those of you playing at home, I mean, the, the guy's got some credits. End, oh, sen- right. end sentence. <laughs> end statement. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this this felt like it had a budget. Like it had some. They were they were they were doing some stuff. They had some pull. Um, I will say, did like that they used the traditional use of Barcelona's uh, lisp. I think yes. that is culturally in, culturally um, important to do that. Um, was a little bummed out they didn't talk about the sins of Spain. Um, given the fact that they colonized and ruined much of uh, the Americas. Um, So whenever uh, Aquanetta was like, oh, I love Spain's history, felt a little triggered. Um, I did kind of sit up in my seat and was like, "Uh, hmm, you know about all that colonization and and killing uh, native people and all that? You you know about that? You know? But uh, other than that, I I thought thought it was a fun movie. (laughs) Was that the issue you were going to? Yeah, that was my only issue. It's a big issue. It's a big it's issue. a big issue. Don't get me wrong, um, but I think this movie did a lot of good things. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, <laughs> I, was, like, <laughs> I was so glad, like, wh- like to pick this movie for my birthday movie because I have been wanting the guys to watch Cheetah Girls two for the longest time, and I even pitched like that once it's safe to gather, you know, in person again that we watch one, two, and three. But two, two <laughs> is the best one out of the three, in my opinion. Okay. I mean... Similar to High School Musical. True. There's <laughs> no, no dancing yeah. in a golf course, though. And There's this- no oh, sexual dude, tension on a weird. baseball field. Oh, or my a junkyard. Hoo-wee. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Whoa. But... Yeah, I, I think this movie cut, like, honestly, because I, 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 I've I told you on the past, my, my town lost Disney for a few years. Oh, that's right. I think oh, th- yeah. This was a part of that What time. a joy. Yeah, my it was a very dark time for Kingsville. I've also also thought about it like maybe my parents just lied to me and didn't want to pay for Disney, so they just told me the whole town was out. That's what I'm kind of thinking now. Yeah, um, yeah, Aaron, the whole town. No, just, crazy. Don't, don't go to your friend's house and ask for it. <laughs> yep. But um, I I think uh, I was like about five minutes in, and I was like, none of them are white. Yeah, like that's a. That's a big deal. And what about, and what about Hillary Duff? No, Sabrina Bryan's Latina. Like yeah, she's I, Yeah, you can't really tell, but she is. I kept confusing uh uh Doe, the act the, the character Doe with Hillary Duff. That's fine. That's that's fine. That's <laughs> Sabrina Bryan. Yeah, yeah, Sabrina Bryan I thought was Hillary Duff. And and I and none of them had like, you know, American like quote unquote American traditional names either. They had very yeah. like unique individual like individuality. And I was like, 
all right, all right, you, you, you're going all right. And then she brought up, you know, Spain's history. And I was like, all right, triggered. And then right. Aaron left the room and but, never watched the movie again. But then we kept going back into that. And I I kind of liked it. I, I liked the movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah. It was fun. Okay, so I got to ask you guys, what is your favorite musical number in the film? There's a lot of bangers. There are a lot of bangers. Film. I like the one where they're walking through the streets of Barcelona. Strut? Yeah, strut. That's a good Just one. Is that the one when they meet Angel? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. I just, again, because we heard Barcelona. I thought, when I heard that, I was like, okay, big points. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a fun vibe. Yeah. Yeah, good times. I, I think for me, I love Step Up just because it, it, it's at the point of the movie where things really start to pivot, and it kind of also allows the cheetahs to like show off what they can do like in front of the Spanish crowd um, the first time, you know, before they get ready to perform for like the international music competition. Yeah. So that one's just, that one just also slaps. They're all great. Yeah. Jenny, which one was your favorite? I like the last one. I don't know what it's called. I'm just going to call Amigas it Cheetahs. Cheetahs. I was going to call it Cheetahs Amigas. <laughs> <laughs> that one slaps too. I only wish says... that it would have been Hermanas Cheetahs. Oh, yeah, Cheetah Sisters. Not, yeah, I don't know why that kind of irked me. I was like, yeah, I feel like you could have fit that one in there instead of, because it's like Cheetah yeah, Everyone friends. knows what Amigas are. I, they could learn the Hermanas, James. I feel like that's like chapter one in all Spanish classes. Hermanas, <laughs> Cheetahs, friends, friends for life. Sisters for life? Yeah. Could have done that, hermanas see? Por vida. It's right there. It, it's, all, it's all right there. Yeah. Well, on, Someone that was hoping to legally divorce these sisters uh, is Gretchen <laughs> McKay from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And I'm going to read her sentiments in a little segment that we like to call The Context. Uh, Olivia, please do it live. Context. Dang. Every, good. Every time. Thanks. Outstanding. Uh, so one, in case you're starting with our Cheetah Girls 2 episode, first off, welcome. You picked a banger of an episode yep, to start yep, off with. Yep, yep. And one of the things that we like to do with Shame Watch is add a little bit of context about why someone might feel a little bit of shame by picking a professional review and reading that review on the air, like so. And their review titled, Cheetah Girls Dance Their Way Through Spain. Oh. By Gretchen McKay of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, published August 19, 2006, at 11 p.m. So Gretchen's really pushing the date lines. And uh, this review is edited for time and content. So please, if you want to check out the full thing, just go to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, you dumb-dumb. Hey, uh, be nice to our listeners. Big uh, fans of newspapers that are called gazettes. I don't know why I feel like that's an underutilized title. See, it's muy bien. Save newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> and I quote from Miss McKay The Cheetah Girls 2 Or as I refer to it The Cheetah Girls 2 Is a decom sequel that follows the continuing adventures Of cuatro dancing singing High school girls from New York City Based on a best selling Kids book series by Deborah Gregory The Cheetahs celebrate ethnic diversity Friendship, mutual support And above all, determination This time around The girls travel to Barcelona, España to compete in a Festival de Musica. What follows is basically a rehash of CG1, but with more interesting locales. 
Though they should spend their time practicing, the group is distracted by cute Spanish boys and by Mm -hmm. a local teen singing sensation with a wicked stage mother who tries to break up the girls before they can hit the stage. While the girls are sassy and energetic, much like James, none is an especially talented singer or dancer. In fact, at times, CG2 plays like the facts of life, the musical. To cover for the group's shortcomings, the mediocre musical score is heavily produced, and the dance number is downright mechanical, with the girls often just going through the motions. It's unlikely that young fans will walk away humming the processed, artificial tunes. Whoa. Whoa. I disagree horribly. Like, I am... Well, now, when this episode airs, I'm 28 years old, and I still listen to this soundtrack on the reg. It is inspiring as fuck, so take that. It's it's in the rotation. It is. I will say the opening number was long as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we we were a good while in, and I was like, we're going to start? Like, I know (laughs) at some point they got to go to Spain. Like, it, it felt like a long piece, but other than that, I thought it was... I mean, it's no cats. Don't get me wrong. Oh my god! Like, why do we? Keep you're right. I mean, cheetahs are cats. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, Fair. And there was some sexual tension in this movie. There's a lot of sexual tension in this yeah. movie, and a lame ass proposal. Okay, James, let's 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 get into that. There there was one major nitpick that he had. In yeah, this film. that proposal is dumbest shit. The proposal uh, between Chanel's mom and Luke who is her boyfriend because Luke is the one who like opens up his villa to the cheetah girls so they can stay there for great dude. Yeah. Nice great dude. guy. Doesn't know how to propose or sh- show affection or love. So uh, what does he do? So just to give he our bumble, listeners. he bumbles his way onto just his normal yard and then shakily goes down on one knee and is like, uh, mm, uh, so you're like, you want to get married or whatever. And then, haphazardly pulls out a fucking ring and it's so dumb it's so like you can at least wait until night when there's stars and like you can like walk her down the starlit like valley or someplace to a pre predetermined location that you at least know because you live there and then you can confess your love to her like a good proposal you idiot luke i sincerely hate this proposal it's so dumb and bad and everyone codes it as like romantic and grand and it's not that proposal should be better two things one for the listener at home uh james is crying blood and not only is he crying blood it's cheetah colored blood yeah yeah uh which is which is very wonderful and two uh just a look behind the scenes. We were testing out a brand new technology to hopefully enable us to have some wonderfully fun watch parties. And the one spot that our technology faltered oh my God. was in the <laughs> was in the marriage proposal segment. So if you're suspecting that James's ire is just a little bit higher than it should be, I had to watch that's that because he times. had to watch this dumb proposal three times. I don't think it's dumb. It's a dumb proposal, Kenny. I think we all have to profess our love language in the best way that only we know how. And that's yeah, just the and way that, that wasn't it. <laughs> he I could do say, so much better. This is, uh, I'm going to die on this hill. No one convinced me that was a good proposal. No, no, no. I, no, it, it wasn't it, good. I don't think it was a good proposal. But two things. One, thought his name was Lou. Just learned right now that it's Luke. <laughs> two, she kind of looks like a knockoff Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Oh, my yep. God. I see it. 
and I'm here for it. <laughs> it's the nose, I think. It 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 there was that, a whole like, lot. Nose, yeah. Like when I saw her, I was like, "Are we in love?" <laughs> I'll give it a minute, and then like two minutes in, we're in love. Yeah. Yes, Kenny. If I may submit a potential nickname for this Kmart, Marissa Tomei. Granted. Granted. See. Uh, just downgrade it and make her just a Marissa One May. <laughs> oh man! And it's Spanish. We could say Marissa Unme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh thank you. Gosh. I hope I'm earning my executive title. <laughs> yep, still are. But, yeah, I I thought it was kind of lame, and but but what I kind of noticed just in kinda general, lame is extremely lame. Well, I mean, DComs for the most part are written with the logic of like a twelve year old. See. Yeah, that's true. A twelve-year-old should know better uh, how to propose than that. A twelve-year-old wouldn't like wiggle themselves into an international trip with their friend. I wouldn't. My parents would beat my ass if I said, "Yeah, I'm going to Spain with somebody." Like they'd be like, "No, you're not." Like even if I had the money, like on my own at that age to like go, con your like, dinero. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "No, you are not going with your friend to Spain." Like so. That's right there, but in kids' logic, like that's how proposals work too. Just, no. like, just, just, just propose, you know? No, yeah, so t- dumb. T- There's no planning. He could have at least done a little bit of planning instead of like, you're, you're right. I am going to propose right now instead of like, wait, give on, me like the rest of the day so I can plan something. On the Spanish countryside, See? in this beautiful compound, you're right. It, no, I'm not saying it was I, a I good right. r- I know proposal. I'm right. I'm, I'm just saying. I know I'm right. It could have been a lot worse. Mm. I just wish he had put the ring in a box to open instead of his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, like I understand pulling a ring box out of your pocket, but yeah. like, I, mean, I agree with you. It shouldn't just be bare in your pocket. There needs to be a ring box in the pocket that you pull out, you present, and open as you say, "Will you marry me?" Or a Spanish olive. That would have been kind of cute. Just it is. The ring in there, that'd be kind of cute. It is much better to just put your hand over the box as opposed to just f- putting your finger inside of a pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying this is a dumb proposal and no one should stand for it. Uh, everyone uh, everyone deserves a good proposal in their life. That's true. All well, right. Whether giving or receiving. That I, I have been dying to talk about and I've been dying of thirst to talk about this um yeah so there's joaquin? an olivia's boy in this movie yeah yes the dude who plays joaquin also contributed to my sexual awakening so <laughs> all right uh aaron played the olivia's boy stinger <laughs> great as always great as always uh, golan yosef is his uh, name how old type. is he now not a lot of work um <laughs> let me it's okay his looks will carry him far not he's he doesn't have a lot going on. Let's see here. See how old slide are in my you? DMs. Go on. He I mean, he's living forty during this. We don't know. <laughs> he's living off that cheated girls two paycheck. Maybe. Oh, I mean, he's I Dutch. Oh, he's, he's, uh, he's thirty six. Oh, uh, oh, he's born this month, March twenty fourth, nineteen. That's my birthday. Yeah, that's <laughs> Olivia. I think this is fate. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I think we can make it work. I'm 28. He's 36. Eight year age difference isn't that bad, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, he is uh, a trained. 
I don't know what the male is. Ballerina unisex? I think so. I think yeah. so. He's a he's a uh, trained uh, ballerina. Let's, let's just take the stance here and call him a ballerino. Okay. <laughs> There we go. Well, He's do- a Deuterino ballerino. <laughs> uh, it really showed because that tango scene between him and Doe. Oh, that great was hip hot. control. That a lot of hip control. Hot as hell. It was hot. Like James oh, and I were man. like, oh my God. And I go, man, it's been a long time since a hot guy like flirted with me. Yes. He's, the flight of every attractive woman. His, uh, his first Google image, not the best. His second, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> That first one though, yikes, my man! You Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this too. I'm gonna look him up. Golan, like it's like Gohan, but with an L. Okay, Golan. Yosef, James, Gohan, huh? Huh? What? Gohan from Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, oh yeah, that first, the, that first image is not good. <laughs> canonically, he's the best fighter up until he grows up because he Ooh, stopped fighting. That second one. Studies. Oh man. Um, whew, I like, I'm just became hot again. It's oh, mainly because he beat cell with a uh, one hand with a comma, comma, me, ha, ha. And oh, I mean, it was the power with his dad, but it's really like metaphorical because he's thinking of his dad while killing cell. I can go on about this. Wait, Someone's stopping is this, is this the guy that plays Joaquin? No. No. Oh. He's talking about anime at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Kenny made an anime reference, and I was just. Uh, Golan Joaquin Aaron, uh, is totally my type. Uh, he looks like Ricky Ullman. And birthday twin? Things. Yes. Birthday twin, yeah. Birthday twin. Uh, really good dancer. I mean, I saw that flexibility, and I wish She's all I for could it. see that up close. Yeah. So. That's why, that's the only reason, one of the few reasons why I w- wish I was the Dorinda of the group. But I love Chanel. Chanel is the, probably the best vocalist out of the four. Um, sure. They're all talented, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Andri- uh, Adrian, Adrian, right? Rybon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, this was... Uh... <laughs> That finish. tango scene was filmed in one day. I will give credit. That is impressive. It's hot. Damn. It's a hot tango scene. Yeah, that's damn. Also, I told the guys this during the watch party, but the song Dance With Me is performed by Drew Seeley, who was the voice of Zac Efron's singing voice in mm-hmm. High School Musical 1. Oh, wow. And Belinda, who is Marisol. Those are the two people singing the song. in. Oh, Oh, wow. So I'm just looking at some of the trivia. So this has to do with Golan. When uh, Golan drives the scooter, the crew had to push the vehicle since the machine, the scooter didn't actually work. Oof. Oh, <laughs> Oof, that sucks. He's a, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he's a light looking guy. He was probably not too bad. But uh, that, yeah, I, I will say handsome fella. So when did this come out? 2007? Did we 2006. say? I would assume sometime around August 19th, 2006, probably at 11 p.m. <laughs> Good call. So this came out. So he's 36 now. This came out 15 years ago. Yeah. So he would have been 21? Did I, did I math that right? That sounds right, yeah. yeah that sounds yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a talented fella. Just hasn't done... He's probably doing dance work. Uh, yeah, he's probably doing just, more dance stuff than film. Which, I mean, again... Let's Those hips. His, let's look at his flexibility. <laughs> but um, it's somebody that was in here that always makes me a little uncomfortable is Lynn Whitfield. Who? <laughs> James. 
L- Lynn Whitfield. Uh, I feel like this is an errands boy. Uh, Galleria's mother. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She De- definitely an errands boy. She, I like her, but I, she was in a, I believe, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Um, uh, she, it's a Medea's film, and her, her daughter is in a relationship with an extremely abusive man. Like, oh. like comes home like with welts on her face every Whoa. single day, and she's just telling her, "You just have to do it." You just have to quit. You just have to quit making him angry. No. So just the same way that I don't trust the woman who played Yolanda from Selena, I have a very difficult time trusting Lynn Whitfield. So Lynn Whitfield is not an Aaron's boy, even though I really feel like because you know exactly who that actress is. (laughs) I can point her out. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I do appreciate her performance and. I mean, clearly she does a great job because I'm still like, are you gonna, are you gonna like hurt Raven? What are you gonna do? Like, you're, you're at some point you're gonna kill somebody. I know, and it just so I she does a great job, but I, I can point her out. So she's uh, she's Naren's boy with an asterisk. <laughs> Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, we there's another mom in this movie that Lola that that ugh. we don't like, and it's. Yeah, Lola Duran, who is Marisol's mother, and probably Lola's like the worst, an inten- like an intense stage mom who throws away her daughter's food, like comfort food. Just was- let her eat food. She's like what seventeen. Just let her be happy. But it, it's interesting that Disney even talked about that or 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 portrayed that in two thousand six. Yeah, like I feel like we were still in the middle of like very very grotesque body issues at that point in the mid aughts. Like women needed to be a size two or under. Like it was very, it was. So I'm surprised that they tried to. I mean, granted, they didn't talk about it. They just mm-hmm. portrayed it. Right with the salad swap. Mm-hmm. And, and like was- slapping her hand. Yeah, it was gross. Hated it. Can you erase your hand? Indeed. Speaking of grotesque body standards. Uh, if Aaron and I can have the floor, but for one moment, granted, see, because Raven Simone in this movie, she's a little husky, a little bit, and I, but, yeah, I wanted to bring that up a little bit, but they never talk about it. Therefore, and- therefore, Aaron, may I posit that Cheetah Girls Two goes on the list. I'll take it. I and it and in fact, like. Boys were looking at her, like, and they, and it wasn't like talked about, like, hey, don't get with her; she's the big girl. Like, it wasn't like a, men were just checking her out, like, again, <clears throat> like in a tasteful manner, like they didn't like catcall or anything like that. They they were just kind of checking her out, and I was like, she's 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 a little thicker. Are we gonna are we, are we cool with this? Is Disney gonna say something? But good, I I say we add it, Kenny. It's going on the list. Amazing. It's going. Amazing. Uh, for people that are just starting with this episode, uh, on my Letterboxd account, which you can find at letterboxd.com slash Kenny Madison, that's Letterboxd without an E at the end, I keep a list called Movies Where There Are Fat People But They Never Struggle With Their Weight, Have Image Issues, or Are Depicted as Incompetent or Schlubby. Uh, in short, basically where fat people are just treated as people or the movie has Greg Grunberg on screen. Uh, this movie now with Cheetah Girls comes to a whopping Cheetah Girls Two. Cheetah Girls Two, correct? Yes, there's Thank a difference the between yes. the three. My list, after keeping this list for three years or so now, has a whopping total of sixteen films. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I know Ratatouille's on there, and that, that's probably one of my favorite examples of it. Ratatouille is indeed on here. It's and Star Trek. Several Star Trek films. We've yeah. got uh, Star Trek's four. Star Trek Six and Star Trek Beyond, Star Trek Four and Six, because Scotty is just straight up morbidly obese. It seems like, but he's incredibly competent. And then Star Trek Beyond, because that movie has Greg Grunberg in it. <laughs> I I mean yeah, and and she I mean she was choreography like they didn't change her choreography to to do anything different. Um, I mean she yeah, right on man. She's but. Yeah, and she kind of kept the whole crew together. She was the oh, leader. Yes. Yeah. Uh, James and I had a lot of comments on Galleria's like Galleria leadership. The, yeah, she's the best character in this film. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. She all she wants to do is work hard and make her shot count. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, as a singer songwriter myself, I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. You're, what? Hold on. You play music. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just now telling you guys. It's crazy. Aaron, play Olivia's secret stinger. Secret. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. So as like the singer, songwriter, and rhythm guitarist of my band, like, I mean, my band is amazing and everybody like gets their shit together and I love them. Like, as the person who is kind of like the driving force, I mean, it would it would bug me if we're there for an international music competition and we're there for two weeks and like with f- six, five days left to go, like they're just now rehearsing. You know, they were giving her shit like a weekend. Like it would bother the hell out of me because like something like that, especially if you're going to incorporate Spanish lyrics, you know, that... They were saying, oh, we don't have enough time to learn anything. Well, why don't you set aside time? Yeah. But that was part of the conflict of the film was, of course, having Galleria feel isolated. I still think it would make a better film if Galleria was allowed to leave. Because <laughs> there's a big plot point where she's like, okay, I'm done. No one's taking this seriously. And like that then woke the rest of the cheetahs up to uh, take it seriously and rehearse. But even then, I don't think you would be have enough rehearsal time to be good enough to win. That's just me. Uh, regardless, I think it'd be a much, I don't know, it'd be a more dramatic choice to make her leave and or let her leave. And then everyone has to like reconcile with that. It's like, oh, shit, maybe she was right. And this isn't our priority, which is fine. Music doesn't have to be priority. Correct. Um, Unless yeah. you're Olivia Suarez. Yeah, exactly. or, or maybe we have like a wedding singer moment where they're like fuck it we're all going home and they're all on the plane don't realize they're on the same plane there you go. break out in a song and dance and a producer's on board there you go yeah. and it's billy idol <laughs> yeah i i i think that would have been an, an interesting ending to the movie <laughs> and just you know there would be a lot of plot holes left but you know it's a decom. We don't have to loop them up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I do want to ask you all this. It's it's assumed that the Cheetah Girls won the competition, right? After oh. performing that. Because that, that Spanish Josh Groban, don't count him out. He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they don't announce who the winner is. They the just walk in the street and sing. And they get disqualified because they exited the... 
Yeah. <laughs> they exited the cathedral they were in. <laughs> the award goes to Spanish Josh Corban. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, but the thing is, they all kind of like everybody in the competition, it seems like, comes in like they're like, fuck it. We're all winners because it's a decom. I, I don't think it was about winning or losing, but taking your shot. So I don't think mm. it mattered. And I mean, it's a pure competition because they're all amateurs. Yeah. Yeah, that was another plot point. My parents would have been pissed if I if I went to an international competition and they went like, it's all about taking your shot. There's no winners here. My dad would be like, we're getting back on the plane. This, <laughs> <laughs> this my, is ridiculous. My parents would ask me just like, con que dinero? Like, <laughs> like, Something about money. Where's the money? Like with what money? Oh, that was close. Yeah, you usually what... get a. You get told that when you ask if we can stop at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, we have stuff at home. Yeah, that's that is hilarious. That it's an international singing competition, but you're immediately disqualified if you're getting paid money. <laughs> but how are you going to afford to go to an international singing competition if you don't? Get oh paid? yeah, the, when they get paid at the Dancing Cat, but that was all Lola's doing. Because Lola sucks. Yeah, but, she but, does. <laughs> but I will say, I think a re- another reason I did fall for this movie was that scene at the Dancing Cat when they sing a lullaby. Yeah. In the middle of a club. Yeah. Like, was kind of hoping for Senor Don Gato. That's my favorite lullaby, but they didn't do that. But they still did a really good song, and it was just, uh, it was really sweet. It was. I, I, Big I fan really of that. liked that. And, I, and honestly, I mean, how many clubs here in Austin do that? Like, I don't see the Rose Room doing that. God, I miss the Rose Room. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun if they did, though. What's the, yeah. what's, what's the Rose Room? Oh, the Rose Room is this amazing Vegas-like club at the Domain that shoots out smoke. And they have dancers. Um, but I also hate that place because the smoke uh, makes me, like, suffocate. So, oh, yeah. That's right. So, I have a love-hate relationship with that place. Uh, that's a... Uh... See, one of my favorite restaurants in the in the domain. I forget what it's called though. Damn, I can't remember. It's uh, it's in Jack it's, of the Box. No. <laughs> Velvet Taco. No, it's uh, a it's a uh, Wendy's. It's, a, it's an Asian fusion restaurant. Cilantro. It's, uh, it's like Payways. something poor boys. They basically put a Western Asian takeout food in poor boy sandwiches. <laughs> that really sounds good. good. It's really good. Panda Express. Oh, that, that sounds that's good. What it, Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, when you're there, you're family. True. Yeah. True. Not I many mean, other restaurants can say that. If I stepped out of the plane in Barcelona, the first place I would go is the Olive Garden. Naturally. Yeah. Y'all got a, Tony, a Johnny Carino's here? <laughs> I've been dying. I mean, honestly, okay, let's let's be honest though. There have been people who have probably done that. Yeah, oh, my absolutely. parents. <laughs> my parents. Are you kidding? All they, whenever they visit here or anywhere in the world, they're like, "Hey, we're still in McDonald's." I mean, when when Heidi and I went to New York for the Dell Close Marathon to perform, we needed something to eat, so I went to the Applebee's in Times Square. <laughs> Because it was just agreeable, and I think we'd just been walking and doing things for like 12 hours straight. <laughs> Applebee's or TGI Fridays. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, and honestly, we were so tired. It's it was so hot that we were like, "This is the best thing." That we've ever had. <laughs> That's yeah. That I can see that. Actually, speaking of New York, so the movie starts out in New York, and we were making a note of how freaking rich Galleria and her family are because the size of her room is like probably bigger than the average New York City apartment. I can guarantee you it's bigger than uh, Patrick's room, who lives in New York right now, actively. Pat- yeah. sh- shout out to Patrick. They, they oh, definitely Patrick. live in a brownstone, which is probably 400000 Like, minimum. Are and you kidding? Her- in New York? No, 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 no. no. It's got to be like $4 million. True. And Although, I, mean, I have $3. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't a brownstone imply that they're on the ground floor? I thought brown, brown, the... brownstones like several levels. Either I way, thought. what what we do know is that they are opposite the Chrysler building. <laughs> oh yeah, with a huge ass space. And also, yeah. Gallery's mom's like a wedding designer, wedding dress designer. Yeah. And then her dad does business, business. in Tokyo. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. It's a it's a Disney movie. Yeah, okay. It's just business. That's all like that's all you have to know. It's just yeah. business. It's business. just business. He's in the first movie and um actually the dad's white. So uh that like I thought that was so cool in the first movie how like yeah, Galleria has biracial parents. I mean, like, I wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have noticed cuz I don't see race. <laughs> so Thank you. It's Finally, somebody doesn't see race. Some... I wouldn't have noticed if he was white. So, yeah, they don't. I don't know why they didn't bring him back on for this movie, but it doesn't matter because uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but Raven is not in the Cheetah Girls three. Dumb. I just saw that trivia right now. Like, like this was her downhill slide for Disney in general. Yeah, I think so. Do you have like the trivia pulled up? Um, yeah. So, sh- where is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, uh hurry, Aaron. Hurry. Uh, no, I take your time. Why, it's an audio medium. It's. Fine. I forgot uh, why she left. I know in the third movie, the, like they say that she's studying at Oxford or something like that. Like she gets into college. Yeah, so this is the last film in the series and the last of the five DCOMs altogether to star Raven Simone. Damn. There were so she five? was in five DCOMs total. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, where were uh, the other DCOMs? Because Cheetah Girls 1, Cheetah Girls 2. That's a good question. Let's see. Uh,. Oh, I forgot she's still got a Raven's thing going on. Or she oh, yeah. Did. Raven's home. Oh shit! It's going on until twenty twenty one. Wow! Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, let me see. She's also on Blackish. That's pretty cool. She was also on The View. According to this Wikipedia article on the Cheetah Girls page, mm-hmm. uh, although catfights and territorial issues were initially stated to be the reason, Simone revealed that she did not appear in the third film due to feeling excluded and ostracized on the set of the second film, likely due to the fact that the three other girls had spent so much time together after being put together in the real-life Cheetah Girls recording group. Whoa. Oh, shit. Whoa. I remember, so the th- I remember the three girls performing, like, post 
film series. Like they actually went out to do like, oh, the Cheetah Girls live. And then they, I think they came out with their own album and I think they have like a Christmas album. But yeah, I was wondering, there had to have been some kind of tension. Actually, another fun fact. So the girl who plays Chanel, Adrienne Bailon, and Keely Williams, who is Aqua, they're actually two of the three women who are part of 3LW. And I remember that. Yeah. What yeah. is 3LW? Yeah, it was 3LW. That's the that's the group that sings uh, No More Baby I'm a Do Right. I, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I have no, no idea more, what that is either. No more baby I'm a do right. It's this like 90s jam that slaps. She was in Kim Possible, so she was in the Kim Possible. Wait, what? She's in Kim Possible? Yeah, oh, she's yeah, Monique. She's, she's Monique. That's mm-hmm. right. I find that more Kim believable than Kim Possible. <laughs> nice. Um, so I can't find the other DCOMs. Like, to be honest, I have a tough time knowing which ones are DCOMs because, again, either my parents lied or my par- or we just didn't have Disney in this <laughs> town. One of the two. But she was also in Princess Diaries 2. Forgot about that. But I forgot she was kind of like, for a moment in time, she was kind of the it girl for Disney. Oh, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. That's what Raven slapped. That's yeah. one of the best Disney Channel series by far. It's funny. And yeah. at the time, I mean, it was one of the first, like, popular kids shows that was centered around a black family. Mm-hmm. You know? The other one I can think of is The Proud Family. That That's oh Andy my Adam. gosh the yeah. proud family slaps is great it's oh so good she got into some contra- controversy recently oh. didn't she no Raven Raven no yeah not because uh, she's on the View or yeah she was on the View for a while. yeah she was yeah and I think she said something con- controversial mm. <gasps> was it about the panini. No, it wasn't about the. Oh, has issues. Uh, she has issues with quote unquote ghetto names. That was her controversy. Yeah. Hmm. Which uh, a lot of folks um, were. I mean, they. They. I mean, this was a few years ago. Um, but yeah, she said she would never hire anybody that had quote unquote a uh, ghetto name. Oof. Ooh. Yeah. So that did was not a good look for her. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the the view were like, no, we're sticking out with her. We're going to give her an opportunity to apologize. Um, because they had she like it was strange because they had that issue and then um, Kelly Osborne a few years before or after uh, was like, yeah, I wouldn't hire somebody who had a name I couldn't pronounce oh or something gosh. along those lines. Ooh, and wow. everybody was like, God damn, why can't we? <laughs> Can you'll just keep your foot out of your mouth real quick, please, about names. Oh my lord! Just so yeah, but I mean, other than that, Raven's still doing work. If I'm not mistaken, she was on. Uh, was she on Sister Act on Broadway? I believe that. I believe I think she so. was. I think she was on Broadway. Recent, but I do see her. Like she's one of those people from Disney Channel who. You know, you say her name and you're like, oh, yeah, she's still kind of relevant. Yeah. You know, uh, Raven's Home is still going on through 2021. Big City Greens. Don't know that one. I don't know that one. But that's still going on through 2021. Um, she's had stuff. Yeah, she's still doing work. Um, and uh, she was on Blackish as well. Um, oh, yeah. Great show. But I 
think she was I think she was doing Broadway for a little bit. Okay. You know but there why was Why did the other girls pop off? So, Adrian Bailon, I think you can make a case that she kind of makes a career out of herself after this one because uh she is now one of the hosts of The Real, which is kind of like The View. It's mm-hmm. a daytime talk show and R E A L or yeah. R E E O. No, R E A L. And then she actually so the second season of The Masked Singer, she and Raven were both contestants, but Raven oh. Raven got eliminated earlier and oh. Adrian I think placed second or third. Mm. Yeah. Damn. So that was kind of a cool little surprise. And then Sabrina Bryan, she never really took off. She was on Dancing with the Stars, though, like kind of in like one of the earlier seasons. But she got eliminated kind of like she never went to the finale because people argued that she had dancing experience from the Cheetah Girls. So that kind of gave her an edge. But now when you watch Dancing with the Stars, I mean, some people have an edge because they're athletic. So I'm. Yeah, that feels dumb and weird yeah i don't know i don't know so i guess i don't know the premise of dancing with the stars then what what because isn't everyone supposed to be able to dance on that show or are the stars not supposed to be able to dance i mean you have like people like carol baskin who is a contestant and probably couldn't dance and i think it's like a combination of both like you get people from all these different kinds of facets of entertainment and prefer like they usually get people that are kind of more in the C and D list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. they're not like a list celebs, but they had Rick Perry. Why are they? Oh yeah. Uh, why, <laughs> why are they complaining that she has an edge then? Like who, who cares? That's any competition ever. People, uh, people have edges and other people don't. Right. And just to clarify, we're still talking about Carol Baskin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, she totally murdered her husband. Uh, Absolutely. No, she so had Sabrina Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Carol Baskin also a threat to these cheetah girls if she's into big. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, folks, do we have anything else to say about cheetah girls too before we go into the podcast's fourth favorite game? Um, I just really love this movie, and I love that it brings me so much joy. Like each time I watch it, and I'm so glad y'all got to watch it with me. I have Thank a question for, for Olivia. Yeah. Oh, what? What's the shame aspect of this? Oh, good question because we never really talked about that. I guess it's the fact that like I like love the soundtrack so much, and I still it's like in my rotation mm-hmm. on the regular. So you know how just culture is like oh like i like these cool groups they're just yeah. super obscure and meanwhile like I, I i when i work out shoot like some of the songs on the soundtrack are in my playlist they're yeah, very like that strut one yeah and so i mean i guess there the little bit of shame goes from oh well if you're in your late 20s and you're jamming out to some decom soundtrack like that's pretty lame but nah. then it's just like i shouldn't have shame for that also because there are people within our age demographic who still feel the same way about high school musical so it's like because it slaps because it slaps uh and people feel that way about camp rock so well yeah i think the embarrassment is i guess like 
I don't know, people expect you to have like these super cool music tastes. And by saying that you still really love the Cheetah Girls 2 soundtrack, like you're not as cool. That's dumb. So is it kind of an age thing, you think? Probably. I mean, and it's not even like a Gen Z millennial thing. I think it's just, I don't know. I think people should just be allowed to like what they like. Amen. I mean, James and I still like Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon's awesome, dude. Slaps. That theme song slaps, too. I want to be the very very best. That no one one ever was. Yo, if you want to get Aaron to work out, you play that song. That's, that's, I mean, it's a three-minute song, so that's all you're getting. But that, I go hard in the paint with that song, man. It's so good. But, yeah, I, I get that, like, where you're like, like, someone's like, oh, you watch Disney? You're like, it's good shit that I grew up with that gave me comfort. And it's yeah. good. Like, yeah, yeah I, I get that. Where it, it's, <clears throat> there shouldn't be shame to it, but because of our culture and our society, you have to have shame for it. You don't yeah. have to. We're breaking down those barriers one podcast episode at a time. Yeah. And Joaquin can still get it. <laughs> From I Olivia mean, specifically. Yeah. Speaking of me. getting it, let's see if Olivia can get the winning trophy is for the Rotten Tomatoes game. Aaron, roll that beautiful sting footage. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom da boom boom splat. So the Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. Now today, I will be asking for three numbers. Oh. Whoa. I know. A critical score, an audience score, and a secret score. And you all will have to provide the guests without going under. Starting with the critical approval rating, out of a whopping seven critical reviews. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Starting with Mr. Fight, uh, what do you think the critical approval rating is for Cheetah Girls Dos? Uh, 73. 73. Why 73? Uh, so it came into my mind's eye. Great. That makes sense. Mr. Salinas? 63. 63. Uh, now, just to point this out, that's 10 below James's guess. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out uh, divisibles by seven, and I'm there's a good chance I'm wrong on that, y'all. Um, but uh, I believe that's a divisible by seven. I feel like most folks are like, yeah, I watched it because my kid was watching it, but uh, it's 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 fine. <laughs> I don't know how numbers work. I just pick them. Uh, speaking of uh, divisible, the indivisible, indefatigable, uh, the lioness herself, Miss Suarez, what do you think the critical approval rating is for Cheetah Girls Dos? 69%. Yeah. But I, I have good reason, and not because of it my thirst. Joaquin. Not, not just because of that. <laughs> I mean, that, that played a factor. Um, no. I was thinking about it like I almost gave it a 70 something like James. Sure. But I think there's still that aspect of like, oh, this is a decom. So just by default, these films aren't as good as, you know, theatrical films. I don't know. Maybe that's just the snootiness of critics. Yeah. So doesn't give it necessarily a passing grade. Uh, and maybe just the cliches of the film were probably like what helped lower the score. Excellent reasoning. 
but unfortunately, your reasoning was not necessarily good enough. Uh, anything for Mr. Salinas. He is closest without going under. The correct answer is 57%. Oh, oh man. Wow. Uh, but there is a chance at redemption. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has no longer made the specific user numbers available, at least to me. So out of 50,000 plus reviews on it's Rotten Tomatoes, it's not as fun. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, get with it. Uh, Miss Suarez, uh, what do you think the audience approval rating is for? Cheetah Girls Dos. I think 88%. I think... 88%? Yeah, I think people enjoyed the songs. They enjoyed the aspect, you know, the fact that it was filmed in Spain. I just don't think it was probably enough to make it an A rating. But I think it was good enough to to at least get a passing grade. Certainly. Mr. Salinas? I'm going to say, I think 76. 76? I, 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 think, I think kids liked it. I think people, it's a good movie. And like I said, I think there's a lot of things to say here about uh, representation and, and the fact that, that Disney Channel has a, <clears throat> is kind of like a pulse for kids. Like it, it's like it, explains like what's in for kids right now and for early 2000s to have you know an all minority uh cast of lead superstar divas quote unquote with one of them you know being a little bit bigger and not talking about it. i think there's a lot of good representation here that stuck with folks like 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 for me eddie's million dollar cook-off really yes. sticks with me because i it's, love that film it, it's a movie of a guy cooking and over that, baseball yeah over it's baseball great. and that wasn't talked about so like for me that still sticks with me a little bit more um and i think a lot of folks hold these kind of movies near and dear to their heart dude that scene where his parents go out to get pizza and they come back to his creation and then it like hard cuts to them ignoring the pizza and only eating what yeah. he made still sticks with me, and that's why I want to be good at cooking, is so I can do exactly that. It's like look at a pantry, see what I've got, and then just cook whatever there. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun thing, man, and and it's um it's things like that that are important and and people hold near and dear. And I'm thinking a good majority said they liked it, but there's gonna be others like this is Raven's last one. They it ruined the thing, so it's. There's there's idiots, but I also feel like a lot of people hold this movie as important to them for for a lot of valid reasons. Certainly. Uh, speaking of keeping your fingers on the pulses of divas, uh, Mr. Fight. <laughs> I am a big diva. Uh, I am going to say 73. 73%. Now, I, James, I don't know if you know this, but that is the lowest guess yet. Yeah, I you know, 73 came to my, my mind for some reason, so I'm just going to stick with it. It's got to be right somewhere. Certainly. And guess what? It's right right here. The correct answer is 61%. That makes you <laughs> closest without going under. That's too low. It is too low. I agree. I Okay, I understand for maybe the third film, but the second one? Come on, people. This is the best one out of the three. Okay, I get some people probably like the first one by default because it's yeah. the first one. Sure. And there are iconic songs in the first one, like Cheetah Sisters and Cinderella. But come on, it's beautiful cinematography. You know, 
more a, a more like fleshed out plot. It's just great. And finally, our mystery score. This is Olivia Suarez's guilty pleasure movie that she has chosen. What is her approval rating of this movie? Starting with Mr. Fight, what do you think the approval rating is from Olivia? Uh, or Cheetah Girls Dose? I'm going to say... Uh, uh, Without 96, going under. 96%. 96%. Why 96? Because uh, I think, uh, you know, she said that the movie inspires her and the soundtrack still sticks with her to this day. But I think the fact that she can't have Joaquin... Uh, lowers it by four percent very smart very logical mr salinas i'm gonna say 96 because she said 69 earlier and i'm just flipping it <laughs> great reasoning uh the lioness what do you think olivia's approval rating has for cheetah girls dose i'm gonna say 96 percent because that seems to be the um answer that the majority has stated and aaron's logic is pretty spot on um, but James, a little correction. It's not that sure. I can't get Joaquin because I can get anybody I want. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, but it's he, that you know he just hasn't here. he just hasn't found me yet. So Golan, my DMs are open. <laughs> Is he on Cameo? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but guys, that would be the best gift if you could do. <laughs> well. We're going to start looking. Let's we'll keep see. that in mind. Also, Olivia's approval rating for this movie is... Let me check right here. Hold on. Just pulling it up. Getting into the interface. Hacking, hacking into the mainframe. Hacking into the mainframe. 96%! Hey! Three-way tie. Amazing. Outstanding. And, uh, Aaron, I just want to compliment you on yet another job well done. Outstanding. Oh, my God. I think you're just doing a great job. Thanks, man. <laughs> He's the a, Galleria of Shame He Watch. is the Galleria. He's the Galleria. Uh, we don't want to, you know, ask me to donate. That's been our episode of Shame Watch. <laughs> Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Have suggestions, suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shamewash Pod so we can talk with you. Also, okay. uh, we uh, the Game Watch crew started live streaming on Twitch at the Con Save every Sundays starting at 6 p.m. Central Time. So check us out there uh, while we play games and have some fun. Finally. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. And now we're going to say those patrons' name out loud on this podcast. All right, patrons, Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Heraclio Gonzalez. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Kagan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger. 
of Oklahoma City. Okay. Oh, I have to update that. He moved back to Ohio. Oh, from uh, Ohio. Uh, from Ohio. Uh, from Mommy, Ohio. Mommy, Ohio. <laughs> Love it. The con save. From Stephenville, Texas. Holly Cuomo. Of Austin, Texas. Rebecca Trejo. De la H of Houston, Texas. Irvin Castellanos. Of Austin, Texas. Duran. Of Buda, Texas. Ashley Blom. Of Santa Barbara, California. Ryan Hill. Of Austin, Texas. Jason Harris. Of Austin, Texas. And Kara Weaver. Of Austin, Texas. And that has been our episode. Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. I'm going to put the closing music right here. <laughs> so- <laughs>